Hello, but right now I'm joined by Ready One's Breakfast Politics team, John Moore and Dr. Phil Ferguson. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are we today? Not too bad. Right. Not too bad. Bloody uh, big day for you, probably Phil. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not really into the whole stage. I, yeah, I can't. Well, yeah, 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 I was just, you know what I mean. You're not but wearing green. Yeah, no, I'm not wearing green. I'm, my and, usual anarchist black. And as, as somebody wrote this morning, oh, he chased all the snakes out of Ireland. I was like, have you heard of the Catholic Church? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Plenty of snakes and, left in the yeah, country. And the scandals just carry on. Keep coming out. Every time it looks like they're finished, there's a, there's a new one. Oh, we Another rely grave. on the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's right, another yeah. mass grave today. Yeah. Yeah, 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 awesome. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, let us begin. And we're, we're starting, and uh, interestingly, uh, interest, interestingly for uh, listeners, probably, you know, you know Murray Bull, you, you, everybody knows um, Foot Rock Flats, but, you know, the guy was, um, he had, uh, you know, political, he had a political brain. He was, he was very much yeah. into his politics. A lot of people would, I didn't know until I read uh, Bryce's, uh, Bryce Edwards' piece. Right. I had no idea. Um, I'd never seen a, uh, anything from um, Murray Bull in terms of politics, but a um, bit of an anti-establishment guy. Yeah, very much so. I think, yeah, like you said, a lot of people would find that surprising, uh, especially because Spot Rip Flats is his most well-known cartoon. It's not explicitly political, but at, at, at Murray Bull's core, he saw himself as a socialist, as a collectivist, uh, even though he's a farmer, he was actually for the nationalisation of land, and it, he had very deep-seated egalitarian values. And I think that's what came out in Portrait Flats in particular, that sort of ethos to do with a egalitarian, down-to-earth society, mm. where no one should be above themselves. And that, and that was that, that sort of theme, I think, was very prominent in Portrait Flats. And interestingly, he actually um, stopped producing Portrait Flats because he didn't like... He, he was particularly antagonistic towards the neoliberal reforms of yep. the 80s under mm-hmm. the fourth Labour government, which was carried on from National. And he felt that sort of egalitarian society uh, where everyone could have a fair go from his point of view had been chipped away if not yeah. destroyed and he felt that the fo- the egalitarian society he presented in Fortnite Flats didn't exist anymore so either he had to change the cartoon to reflect that sort of change in, in values and more atomised individualistic society or he would just stop producing it and that's what he did yeah yeah so I mean was he making cartoons to kind of you know were they ref- a reflection on what was kind of going on at the time um uh, and, and I, I guess his foot right flat was more just about sort of a reflection of what he thought was a good society. Yeah. But there were a number of other cartoons he produced. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there was uh, Stanley, for example, which was a long-running series about a, a caveman, and that was more explicitly political, where his, his socialist, if not communist politics, sort of came through more explicitly. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you know much about A bit, yeah. I mean... He always described himself, I think, as a small holder rather than a, a rather than as a. Yeah, he always <laughs> described himself, I think, as a small holder. Yeah. Um, because of the connotations of using the term farmer, because he, you know, a lot of the farming community was associated with, with certain kinds of politics and culture that he didn't identify with. Mm-hmm. Was there's a whole tradition of radicalism on the part of small holders. So he used to identify as a small holder, um, and yeah, very, um, very intensely political. And I think one of the interesting things about him was the way that he reflected country life, and 
somebody who li- you know who lived in the country and had a farm or a small holding or whatever would probably quite like foot rot flats and so on. And I think he kind of he sort of linked that to his political radicalism mm-hmm. to show that you could be left wing and a socialist without being looking down your noses at the rural population, yeah. which sometimes urban leftists and you know liberal intellectuals in the cities they look down at, at small farmers, small holders, and so on. And I think that was one of the really interesting things about him was that he lived as a small holder, yeah. and he wrote and his cartoons were about the kind of the humorous, often the humorous side of being in rural New Zealand that people could identify with and at the same time, you know, like he had these politics that were obviously very different but when something like the Springbok Tour came along he couldn't be dismissed as some sort of trendy lefty who didn't like rugby Yeah, because he loved rugby, he played, you know, he was a really, really good rugby player Mm -hmm. Um, I think, did he play one game for the All Blacks or he tried out for the All Blacks? I don't know yeah, yeah, I think he did have a rugby yeah. pass at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Oh god, I had something in my brain. Well, I, I guess he lived in a time when urbanisation was on the rise. A lot of people were leaving the the small centres, and I guess that leftist block was starting to very much grow. Uh, and um, you know, it lived in a time when there was quite intense um, unionisation and a big union movement as well. Yeah. Yeah, very different kind of New Zealand to what exists today. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, going back to um, yeah his his uh, his um, love for rugby. Uh, one of the, I think one of the most principal things he did was that um, he was very much opposed to the All Blacks contacts with the Springboks during the apartheid era, and w- was very much opposed to the nineteen eighty one Springbok tour and the Cavaliers, yeah. buddy bass. Yeah. And at that stage, <laughs> Dog, his character Dog in the Fort Rock Flats cartoon, was actually used as the All Blacks mascot. Yeah. And he actually um, pub- made a public statement saying that he didn't want the All Blacks to use Dog anymore uh, because, uh, yeah, because of his deep hostility to that racist system in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did, was he originally from South Africa? Or Mar- did he, he did live there yeah. for a period. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he couldn't be dismissed like the way a bunch of pro South Africa lobbyists in New Zealand. Oh, you haven't been there. You don't know. You so know, he, know, he and, yeah, he knows the inside out. He knew it inside out. Yeah. No, hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he did. Uh, I'm just quickly looking at. Oh, he certainly oh, yeah, he said he lived there for yeah. a certain period of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, he had certainly had personal experience yeah. of the apartheid system. So an interesting character, and I guess his ideas um, would have been in the national psyche uh, in there quite subtly. Because I mean, half the people yeah. uh, there would have probably been a, a lot of people that didn't know of his political ideals there, then as well. And if they kind of did, they might have been turned off slightly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, I mean, that's another reason why he stopped footloose. Like, Flats, as he felt he wanted to inject more politics into it, but he felt he would be essentially stretching the characters too much to make them yeah. explicitly yeah. political. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Four Rocks Flats characters didn't really lend themselves <laughs> all that much to suddenly becoming politicised. No, it, but it says, like, you know, there was a little bit of environmentalism in yeah, there and yeah, some absolutely. feminism as well, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, which is, um, yeah. which yeah. is great. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I got like yeah, once I read a, that piece, I had. A, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of Murray Balls. I mean, I mean, I grew up in the eighties, and I guess that was kind of the coming to the end. But but also when the movie was out, it was quite big. Yeah, and, you know, we all we, we yeah. loved it, mm. and, and now I like him even more. Mm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, it was a, sort of a, rena- a bit of a renaissance man, really. Yeah, you know, like 
he was quite intellectual, but at the same time, you know, he worked with his hands on a bit of land. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, he's, he was quite an impressive all-rounder and just very humanist, you know, left-wing socialist humanist but, type of person. But that's great because cockies, um, <laughs> farmers, uh, you know, they've always wielded a lot of power and, and it usually goes, you know, that power kind of usually goes to the right of yeah. the spectrum, you know, yeah. because it's all about... Um, the you know um, public resource and, and and you know making money yeah. you know because that's what that's what it's about you work yeah. you work twelve mm. hours a day to provide for your family yeah. and, and make cash and yeah. and but then you also turn around this is the lifeblood of the economy and if it wasn't for us there wouldn't be an economy so you yeah. should look after us because we're looking after you blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. but it's all you know mm. it's all kind but of a lot of, yeah and then a lot of those farmers actually got alienated by the reforms of the of the 80s as well because all of a sudden that lifestyle the small family farm and you pass it on to your kids suddenly became quite difficult to sustain mm -hmm. and you get you know bigger and bigger farms company farms and all the rest of it because um, I remember being quite surprised like Colin Meads who I always when I was a kid I always associated him with the most kind of backward stupid know nothing <laughs> kind of you know thick as a plank kind of farming community and yeah. I wasn't anti-farmer per se but there was a whole dimension that I really hated about mm. the farming community but he became quite radical mm. uh, you know, he was just absolutely horrified and pissed off by the fourth Labour government reforms and um, yeah became, became radicalised by those and actually um, when I came back to New Zealand in 1994 and I saw where he was, my view of him changed. He became one of them. You know, I, I started to really like his Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, you don't really know someone's true colours until yeah. something's affecting them and then they come out to protect their, yeah, yeah, their patch. No, you know? Yeah, and he turned out to be a really good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, I think Colin Mendes is yeah, great. Yeah. Bloody good player. Yeah, uh, and yeah. yeah. So I could actually like him then, whereas before I thought he was a good rugby player, but I couldn't like him. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Whereas now I could think, yeah, he's a good rugby player and I like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brent, so what do you think he'll be remembered for the most of Murray Ball? I'd have to say football flash, yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, I mean, it was great that Bryce put out that, Bryce Edwards put out that article uh, highlighting his politics, but um, yeah. I don't think that's something that most people are aware of. Yeah. And also, amongst yeah. people who are aware of his politics, there's a certain uh, antagonism towards them, especially after yeah. he put out his book Sisterhood, which was seen as an attack on feminism. It had a whole lot of caricatures of this sort of stereotypical um, uh, feminist, and uh, people felt it was misogynistic. Uh, he said in, in the book himself that he very much supported um, feminist causes, um, egalitarian and equality causes for, for women, but he felt that no one's above being made fun of uh, and caricatured, and but there was definitely a reaction against yeah. him with that with that book. But one of the one of the things I really liked about him was he was deeply progressive. Mm -hmm. You know, he was left wing. He was deeply humanist, 
and he wasn't a trendy lefty. He wasn't yeah. a snooty, intellectual, urban, trendy lefty. Yeah. Um, and that kind of antagonised a certain, you know, certain types of, mm. of left-wing people who are quite snooty and precious. And I think with Sistokhoid, he was, he was partly critiquing those more intellectual, yeah. snooty left-wingers. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. read the wrong way. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you should be able to take the piss out of every fraction of society. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just like, you can't laugh at yourself. What yeah. can you laugh at? Really? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll move on to, uh, a, I guess, a more serious topic of uh, abortion in uh, New Zealand. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people wouldn't realise uh, the fact that it's still technically illegal. Mm. Um, you know, you have to basically be in risk the mother has to be in risk or physically or mentally physically yep. or mentally so a mental illness something like that mm. to um to get an abortion in New Zealand most um doctors out there just you know they forego that they mm. just say yep 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 you want an abortion you know mm. we'll talk you have you have a chat and um they go yep sweet and then sign it off um mm. without actually going through the proper I mean the proper practices of finding out whether you're exactly. safe or, or because they understand you know mo- mm. most most doctors uh, Which is forcing, actually forcing doctors and, and women to lie. Yeah, that's right, exactly. For them to jump through those hoops. Which is absolute to, bullshit. Mm. And, and shouldn't. But good on doctors for doing that. For sure. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah. Partly the problem is still that it's the doctors who have the final say, not the not the woman. Yeah. You know, so it, right. it still empowers doctors over and above the woman herself. Um, yeah, we, I, I mean, I, I was around at the time of the Contraception Sterilisation Abortion Act and the trend in the world was towards liberalisation like you had Roe versus Wade in the yep. States in 73 in Britain 1967 um, the reform of the law even really Catholic countries like France and Italy were, were moving in a progressive direction in terms of women's right to choose and in New Zealand we took this big step backwards um, which is the Muldoon era and that sort of really social conservatism mm-hmm. and there was a big right-wing Catholic bloc in the Labour Party as well. Well, they they were kind of middle of the road on economics but they were right-wing on social issues, a, social issues on abortion, homosexuality and so you had repression under the third Labour government. Mm-hmm. They raided the Auckland Abortion Clinic. They put the doc, um, the main doctor on trial. This, was, Kirk, this was the Kirk Rowling era. Yeah. yeah um, and you had this monstrous um, SPUC organisation that could mobilise tens of thousands of people on the street. They just turn out the Catholic school kids. And the flocks, well now they don't have the flocks to turn out. And the Catholic school kids aren't interested in going on anti-abortion demonstrations and being used as marching fodder either. But that act was incredible. You know, like it shut down the Auckland Abortion Clinic. There was a group of... Um, women's liberation activists who set up this thing called SOS, Sisters Overseas Service and they started flying women to Australia because I think in Victoria and New South Wales it was easier to get access to abortion and it looked like that was going to be the the way ahead, it was going to be like an underground tunnel Wow! So you know, like the slave days in, yeah. the, in the United States mm. um, and then of course time went on and you got a new, a new generation of doctors and they basically like most doctors just ignore the legislation and we have this strange kind of very New Zealand, it was almost very English sort of situation where 
um, you have this formal thing and everybody sort of nods and winks. Actually, it's very Irish too. Um, <laughs> nods and winks and just carries on. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a complete dichotomy between mm. having one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the world and having one of the most liberal situations. Situations. Yeah. yeah. Although, if, I mean, if you're a woman in a rural area, it's it's a lot harder. I mean, you're going to have to go to one of the main cities probably to find the doctors that will okay it. And if Mary English is your doctor, you know, you've got no show. Well, yeah. you have to go and yeah. go, go mm. somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Bill English talked about it last week. And Bill's Irish, uh, Catholic. Yeah. He's, mm. he's Roman Catholic. Yeah. Uh, socially conservative. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, he was against uh, gay rights. He, sure. He's voted against... Uh, um, well, he's changed his line on that. Well, of course yeah. he has. But, yeah. this is the th- but this is the thing that pisses me off about Bill and other things like this. It's personal belief. And your yeah. personal belief shouldn't become... Why should that come before the the beliefs of, of society, yeah. which is overwhelmingly in support yeah. of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. I'm sure he sees himself as compromising because he's clearly yeah. anti-choice, um, so-called pro-life. He has a pro-life, uh, what you call a pro-life position. Yeah, he's not actually campaigning to bring in more restrictions. He's just saying, well, the, the system isn't broken at the moment, it's working, so why there's nothing to fix. Um, and I think he really doesn't want this to become a political issue at all because no. he knows that it, it could damage his uh, profile amongst the general public and, 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 and damage the, the national government as well. That's right, because he's eventually have to come out and say, what's well, yeah. my personal position? Mm. Yeah. You know, and so he's been pro- pushed on but this. He's, yeah, he's got that very Catholic thing. Um, and I don't think he's like of Irish descent, but it's a very Catholic Irish thing that I was mentioning before where you assert your anti-abortion credentials like he has, but you don't actually try and do anything yeah. about it. So he's not trying to tighten the laws and he says, and he says you know, like, mm. well I just have one vote yeah, and it'll be if there's a vote. So he, he kind of knows, I think, that the law will be liberalised and he doesn't want to be the person that blocks it. Yeah. Because he wants to be prime ministerial mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, it, and mm-hmm. these days to be prime ministerial means being socially liberal. So I don't think he he will block something about it, but he'll solve his his Catholic conscience, you know, by voting against and by saying he's he's against it. But he's not going to actually try and be an active Catholic. Yeah, but I mean, this day and age, voting against it is still going to damage him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and Labour is yeah. using yeah. this um, yeah. t- to try yeah. and hurt him. I think Labour, in my view, is being a bit opportunistic on this because yeah. they haven't been wow. uh, heavily yeah. campaigning for liberalisation of yeah. abortion laws. Whereas That's the right. Greens have. The Greens yeah. have been consistent yeah. and yeah. they've been making this a prominent issue. Yeah. Whereas Labour hasn't. It, yeah. it's, all, it, it's very much come from the point of view that this is another social liberal issue. Uh, we don't want to be seen anymore as these wishy-washy liberal nanny state type. So that, that it's an issue they haven't want to touch. Yeah. However, with Bill English, um, now Prime Minister, <laughs> yeah. they know this, this is a vulnerable point for him. And also, just with the general rise of, of radical politics and gender politics, this is becoming uh, a hot issue again in New yeah. Zealand. So the Greens have been pushing it for a while now, and now, yeah, it's suddenly come up in the, in the media. Yeah, yeah. Well, because in terms of like a, the abortion issue itself, nothing's changed since the last Labour government. 
you know, they had nine years, yeah. and I would say that most Labor MPs in the Helen Clark government probably supported a woman's right to choose, or certainly liberalisation, and none of them did a thing about it. And there was a period where there was a bit of debate because Nandor Tanksos of the Greens, who was very reactionary on certain social issues, um, raised it in that there were far too many babies, unborn babies being murdered in New Zealand hospitals. And he started to make a thing about it. And Labor could have said then, well, hold on a minute, we've actually got this contradiction going on. Let's resolve it by taking abortion out of the Crimes Act and you know, enshrining a woman's right to choose in legislation. And they they chose not to. And I mean that Labour government was incredibly cautious given that popular sentiment was would be overwhelmingly for some liberalisation of the law. Yeah. Up to and including a woman's right to Yeah, there choose. was a recent poll that showed yeah. a, a majority, they, they a slight majority easily. at least, before the complete liberalisation. Yeah. So I think John's right about it's incredibly opportunist, mm-hmm. and they must love it that that English has this you know personal opposition because it's probably one of the few things that they can kind of ping them on. Yeah, differentiate differentiate yeah, themselves yeah. from from Bill English because Little has come out and said he's favours the woman's right to yeah. choose. Well, that's the thing. I th- I think the majority of the public until mm. things like this have come up now have no idea that it's not a woman's right. To yeah, choose. yeah. They have no yeah, idea because yeah. they know mm. abortions go on. Yeah, mm. you know, yeah. A- and they've never heard of anyone having a problem getting one because yes. of the liberalisation of the doctors that do it. Yeah, uh, and because a lot of people go to Planned Parenthood centres yeah. and talk to the doctors there. Yeah. Um, so, so I think a lot of people don't. So, so um, Labour think, well, you know, th- there's no real problem, yeah, because it's mm. because no one's really yeah. had a problem, and um, no one really knows, yeah. So it's not it's not even a woman's right to choose; it's a doctor's right. Yeah, to it's choose. a doctor's right to say yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure <laughs> Labour would have been conscious that they would alienate or alienate some of their base amongst, uh, say, the Pacifica community and Auckland, South Auckland, where, you know, a majority of those people are attending churches that, that, uh, on the face of it, would be uh, anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess that, that's again, there's probably similarities between, say, what you said about the Irish community, Irish Catholic yeah. community and Pacific community here, yeah. that on the face of it, people are socially conservative, but uh, in reality, in their lived lives, yeah. uh, that, that conservative well, when it comes not to, at the fore. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, Len Brown's affair, and people are just, a lot of kind of, like, big city middle-class liberals assumed that Pacific Island people in South Auckland would be horrified, and they weren't. You know, like, the fact that Pacific Islanders still go to church and still do this, that, and the other, like, they still have gay kids, and they have people in their families who face unwanted pregnancies, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and they're not, in practice, they're not as socially conservative as outwardly Appears, yeah, um, and like, where are they going to go? Because they're not going to start voting national, and they're probably not going to start voting Greens or, you know. Um, However, some of the church leaders are certainly well, socially conservative. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so, and yeah. so, once, true, yeah. once it becomes a topic in the church and just yeah. not a personal thing in, in, in yeah. the household, that's when things may change. But like you said, yeah. where would they go? Yeah. Where would but, they place that vote? Yeah, but isn't it extraordinary that in New Zealand public opinions are? Liberal on a whole bunch of issues, and yet the parliament is so far behind. You know, like mm. um, homosexual law reform and having just getting rid of those laws altogether and having 
uh, you know, an equal age consent. We were so f- we were 18, 19 years behind Britain. Yeah. New Zealand, you know, once upon a time, social laboratory of the world. We're miles behind. We're miles, you know, we were quite well behind a number of Catholic countries on gay marriage. And we are behind a load of Catholic countries on abortion as well. Mm. Yeah, probably uh, there's some parallels with that uh, period when homosexuality, uh, consensual sexual relations between uh, men was illegal, but in practice it wasn't policed. No, the um, didn't. Yeah. yeah, so we've got a, a similar situation yeah. now where, yes, we have yeah. very restrictive abortion laws, but, you know, in practice we have abortion on demand. But yeah, I think yeah. it gives, the important thing, it gives a moral message, an ethical message, when when our leading sovereign body, Parliament, says um, it's it's fine for women to make a choice about their own bodies. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, just as, as, like, say, uh, gay marriage. Okay, we already have civil unions. Uh, you could say, in a sense, it doesn't really matter if uh, uh, gay people can marry or not because they have all the legal rights of married people. Married people they enter in the civil union. But again, it gives a very strong um, uh, message if the sovereign body parliament is is, is saying, yeah. um, as a country, uh, we believe in equality for gay people, mm-hmm. and as a country, we believe in a, a, a woman's right to choose. Yeah. That's not right. That's not, not the right of the state or the church to interfere in that decision. That's right. And hopefully, the outcome of this will be that that this 1977 law will be repealed. Abortion will be taken out of the Crimes Act, and it will be a woman's right to choose, not the right of doctors to, to choose or, yeah. or to say yes or no.